This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Laguna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making us a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you've had a good start to your day and week. Uh, of course, I was away yesterday and uh, thank you for those that bed with the uh, the sound connectivity and different uh, environment that you saw me in yesterday. I was uh, in a hotel in France and, and certainly getting back from there um, was actually quite all right. Uh, it turned out in the end, a swift journey back, got some work done on the train, which I do not recommend uh, trying to write on a laptop while in a parked car on a train that's moving. Not the best when you've recovered from food poisoning, <laughs> uh, certainly a little bit dizzying, but uh, needs must and uh, back to the grind today as well. But good morning to those Joining us, uh, very much appreciate your time. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, all of that good stuff. It is very much appreciated. Uh, let's crack on with today's story, shall we? If you're new to the show, we do this in two sections. We go through all the latest Arsenal news in part one, and then we jump to the chat box in part two. Uh, so make sure that you indeed do that as soon as you can. Right then, uh, Leah Williamson has been presented with our OBE. Uh, she was given the awards uh, for her services uh, to the England national team, helping to captain England to Euro success in 2022. So a massive congratulations to our captain and uh, Leah doing a brilliant job and will hopefully be back on the pitch for Arsenal very soon. She's closing in on that return and uh, we can keep the fingers crossed that she's going to make a serious difference to Arsenal because, my goodness, have we not started the season well and could do with her returning to the side very swiftly. Uh, World Cup news to talk about because it affects, of course, the players. It's a long way away, uh, seven years away, in fact. I remember when they started talking about the Qatar World Cup and thinking about how far away that would be and about how it was going to be played in the winter and how it would affect us and things like that. And to think that it was only last year and we did actually go through a winter World Cup, well, uh, the 2030 World Cup is going to take place across not just one, not just two, 
but three different continents. Yes, um, we will see Morocco, Portugal and Spain all host the uh, the 2030 World Cup across both Europe and uh, Africa, of course. But the first three games, um, which will be uh, hosted by uh, Uruguay, Paraguay and Argentina, they will play, or not rather the first three games, but they will play their first three games at home. So even though it's being hosted by Morocco, Portugal and Spain, Uruguay will play their first game at home. Paraguay will play their first game at home. And Argentina will play their first game at home. It's kind of strange. It's kind of maddening. It's just another gimmick <laughs> FIFA. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very, very strange. Um but I get it. It's to kind of celebrate. I get the reasons behind it. You know, it celebrates the anniversary of, of the World Cup, sure, and it being uh, so long since that first ever World Cup that uh, was hosted and and won by, I want to say, Uruguay. Um, <laughs> my knowledge really going that far back. But uh, I mean, the, asking whatever teams draw those nations uh, in their groups, then fly across the world to play a game, and then fly back surely that has some kind of impact on the like the legitimacy of the competition and how that affects certain teams playing it just just you know it's a strange one it's very strange i don't think it necessarily um i don't think it necessarily is fair on on the nations that will get drawn against those teams um fantastic environmental consideration as well <laughs> Uh, goodness gracious me. Uh, Champions League results, uh, just to run through those with you. Of course, match day two has now been completed. Arsenal, of course, as we know, sadly weren't able to pick up their win on Tuesday night. But to run through the rest of match day two's results, Union Berlin uh, lost to Braga. Real Sochdad won in Salzburg in an impressive win. Uh, Manchester United lo losing at home to Galatasaray in rather comedic fashion. Uh, Bayern Munich had to come from behind to beat FC Copenhagen uh, in our own Group B. PSV getting that very late equaliser, which does help Arsenal, uh, drawing 2-2 uh, with Sevilla. Napoli losing 3-2 at home to Real Madrid, in which uh, Jude Bellingham scored quite the most ridiculous goal. And then Fede Valverde with an absolute stonking effort off the bar and then off Mere's head to, to get the winner late on. Inter Milan beat Benfica. 1-0 in the other game in Group D. And uh, moving into yesterday evening's games, of course, the big match, Newcastle PSG ended it with Newcastle winning 4-1. I did say that I didn't really see PSG as too much of a threat. Maybe we're underestimating again what Newcastle can do in this competition. 4-1 winners, an amazing goal from Fabian Scher in that match as well. Atletico Madrid beating final 3-2. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk winning in Antwerp 3-2 as well. Celtic losing at home to Lazio 2-1. Dortmund and Milan, the other two teams in Newcastle's group, drawing 0-0. Uh, that means, of course, I think that Newcastle may now be uh, top of their group or at least joint top of their group. Uh, Leipzig playing Manchester City. They did look like they might be holding them to a 1-1 and then goals uh, from Jeremy Doku, uh, and I think Jack Grealish with the other, uh, led to a 3-1 win in the end for Man City. Uh, or oh, Alvarez, I think it might have been. Um, Sven Svezda, Red Star Belgrade, drew 2-2 of Young Boys, and FC Porto lost 1-0 at home to Barcelona. Um, and I can tell you that in terms of rotation uh, for Manchester City, we did see Erling Haaland start their game against Leipzig. Of course, that is a Difficult game, uh, you might say. They're one of the more difficult fixtures in their group. Uh, RB Leipzig were, and so they wanted to make sure that they 
obviously came through that result um, with, with a win and they did that. They did still rest some players, Nathan Ake, Jeremy Doku, Julian Alvarez. They were all on the bench for that game and came off the bench, as did Mateus Nunez. Kevin Phillips was not in the side. Uh, what we did see uh, is Rico Lewis play in midfield, uh, which is a very interesting. Akanji also part of that that team. So it was Rico Lewis, Akanji, Walker, Diaz, Guardiola, and Rodri, of course, started because he's not suspended for those European games. Uh, very, very interesting decision-making indeed for Pep Guardiola. And what, who knows what we might see them line up with on Sunday. Now, the other big news of yesterday was, of course, Jurgen Klopp's press conference in which he called for Liverpool's game against Spurs, which included all of that VAR controversy, to be replayed, which had Arsenal fans up in arms uh, regarding why this wasn't made as much of a fuss when Arsenal's game against Brentford had so many issues down with the, the forgetting of drawing the lines and the forgetting of the offside being given. And I've seen so much hypocrisy surrounding this whole fanatic, chaotic uh, situation. And I mean, Jamie Carragher really hasn't carried himself in glory, to be honest, with some of the hypocrisy over this claiming that it's somehow different to the Arsenal situation. Uh, All it was, the only difference is, I guess, that the decision on field was what was forgotten. And in Arsenal's, it was that they forgot to actually check the offside. I mean, they are Two very similar things. It's two different things when you word them. And, and obviously, the, the outcomes are the same in regards to a team being screwed over. And one, a goal was given, whereas in the other, a goal wasn't. But it's it's still exceptionally similar in terms of like just forgetfulness being the reason as to why uh, both teams were, were screwed over. But uh, I do find it very, very strange that do I find it strange? No, I probably don't. I don't find it strange um, that there's all this hypocrisy over calling for replays and this much for raw about one game and not another. Uh, but I think one of the absolute maddest outcomes of this is, according to Sam Wallace of The Telegraph, um, Darren England, who was the, uh, the VAR official, is reportedly not going to officiate a Liverpool game again this season. I mean, what on earth is that decision? How how is how has that happened? Because what that does is by them saying he will not officiate Liverpool again this season, it's them effectively saying that there was something related specifically to the fact that it was Liverpool that he made this decision on. I think this opens up a bigger can of worms than there even was, to be honest by making it so that he doesn't officiate a Liverpool game again this season. It's like it's an indication, an alleged kind of hint toward it being Liverpool specifically that was an issue. I don't think that's the case, but that's what this opens kind of a whole um, can of worms about. It's like they're saying that there was bias (laughs) by them saying he will now not officiate one specific team again. It's mad. Uh, I find it very, very strange. And I think that the decision not uh, for Darren England not to officiate a Liverpool game again, if this is indeed report uh, from Sam Wallace is indeed true, is arguably even worse than the mistake. So there is just time and time again that the officiating in this country <laughs> does not fail to stagger and surprise and cause me great frustration 
whatsoever. Anyway, the big news regarding Arsenal uh, is not Ben White. <laughs> That's the words on the screen. Um, but Saka's injury latest uh, is is more positive than maybe we were expecting. And that's really, really good news. Uh, Saka's injury latest is that it's not said to be serious, uh, this problem, this hamstring issue that he has uh, suffered. And there are reports that have been coming out from multiple uh, lines yesterday suggesting that they haven't completely, it's not completely kind of ruled out necessarily um, that he might play against Man City. We're still waiting for an official line from the club. And we'll hear that, of course, on uh on Friday when Arteta does his press conference. But uh, yeah, it's not completely ruled out that he will not play or will play, whatever the wording is. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's whatever the wording is needs to be, but it's not ruled out that uh, that he could be there on, on uh, that he couldn't be there on Sunday to play against City. In short, he might be available. <laughs> That's the best way to put it, I guess. It's not guaranteed. It's not completely ruled out. Uh, he could be there. Um, but whether or not they'll risk him, we'll have to wait and see. Martinelli, again, A1, we'll have to find out uh, with, from uh, Arteta at the end of this week. We haven't yet got an official line on Martinelli's status. We will have to wait to the end of this week. But uh, regarding Bakaya Saka, there's hope. Um, but what I am going to be very frustrated about is the England national team decision. Now, we are expecting Gareth Southgate to make an announcement on the squad for the next round of international matches set to take place next week. If Bakaya Saka is in that squad, I will lose my mind because it would be the stupidest decision, the stupidest decision to include Bakaya Saka in the squad. Give the man a rest. Give him a the chance to just relax, recover. And it's in England's interest, not just Arsenal's, to rest Bakaya Saka. Please, please, goodness me, please rest him. Please. <laughs> if it's not clear, I'm kind of desperate at this stage. Please rest Bakaya Saka. I implore you. If you don't, there is going to be a meltdown of kind of Absolute apoplectic proportions. Um, if he's called up, I'm going to lose my mind. I will lose my mind. I really will. Let's keep those fingers crossed that he isn't called up to the England squad. But I am preparing myself to have my head explode when inevitably it does. Right. Let's move to part two then and your questions right after this. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Uh, okay, let's jump into the chat uh, and tackle some of your thoughts. Uh, Damien says, can Arsenal pull Saka from the England squad if selected? Uh, as far as I'm aware, I 
I think they can speak to the uh, the FA and speak to Gareth Southgate and suggest that Saka should not be called up to the squad. I hope that Arsenal do everything within their power to prevent Saka from going to England duty. I really, really, really hope that they do everything within their power to not. The guy needs to be rested. He needs a break. It is ludicrous that he would get involved. We see teams all the time pull players out that, that, that suddenly it's, oh, he's not going to be available for England duty. And then they're playing the first Premier League game when they're back. Like It happens all the time. We need to make sure that we are protecting players. And if he plays for England, it's just not beneficial for him. Yeah, and, and Bowen's been playing really well, A1, exactly. I'd, I'd absolutely play Jared Bowen. He's been doing really well for West Ham. You've got him to play. Play play Bowen instead. Play Bowen instead. Um, Ambelisa's says Partey's been called up for the Ghana national side after not playing a minute for over two months too. You have to laugh. Uh, he is technically back fit now. You know, he's in the squad on Tuesday. He's probably going to be in the squad. Uh, we expect him to be in the squad for the City game. Um, so it's not really surprising that he's been called up for Ghana because he is their best player. Um, but uh, it's, it's yeah, it's the it's the it's thing. I actually meant to include Partey uh, in the in the first section. So thank you, family, for reminding me that one. Partey has indeed been called up for the uh, Ghanaian national sides over this week. Uh, Derek says, Tom, I'm very worried for Sunday. I think City will roll us over. I also hope that I eat my words, but I'm not confident at all. And look, Man City are an exceptional side, so I'm not surprised that you feel that way, Derek, to be honest. They are a brilliant, brilliant team, but let's keep optimism high. Let's keep our fingers crossed that we can do the business. And Maximir says, Tom, remember we were shouting our lungs out in this forum for last season that Saka needs to be rested. We were told by Arteta the best players on earth don't get rested. But we've gone from amber to deep red on this one now. I don't think it's entirely true that the best players on earth get rested. We talked about the Erling Haaland situation before the game against Liverpool. Haaland was rested uh, for their Champions League game last season. I, I think the best game, best players in the world do get rested before big games. Um, and that shouldn't have been any different for Saka either. Uh, Mike says, Saka plays at the weekend and goes of England or doesn't do either. Uh, that's the choice. I think, oh, it's so tough, isn't it? It's so tough. Um, maybe it's a poll, that one. I'm going to throw it into the chat box. Here's our poll. So, uh, either, so here's your choice. <laughs> Choose one. Uh, Saka plays not at 100%. Versus City and for England, or doesn't play or allowed to recover for both. Uh, uh, allowed to recover misses both. That's the way to put it. Okay, so Saka plays not at one hundred percent versus City and for and uh, for England. Um, he's allowed or he's allowed to recover and misses both. What would you pick? Uh, let us know. I've put a poll in the chat box. Uh, let's see what you guys are gonna go for. Um, Cody says, Tom, is Trossard Havertz Jesus the best front line for us versus City? Assuming Saka does have a knock and shouldn't play, uh, or would you play Eddie up top and Havertz in the left eight? Uh, I actually uploaded the 11 that I would go for onto social media, but we'll be doing our preview show either tonight or tomorrow. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and uh, we'll be running through what we would be going for. 
Uh, Havertz for me, if if Saka isn't available, I'd go Havertz at centre forward and Jesus on the right. But we'll go through our full teams uh, in uh, in it. Andrew says, Tom, that's not a fair poll. Why, Andrew? <laughs> Why isn't it a fair poll? Please let me know. Um, the answer is C, none of the above. Um, I, I mean, I guess there could have been a further option, which was, um, you know, playing one and then not the other. But I, I, that's the choice. You you can pick only one of those two options. That was the question that we were asked uh, by Mike. So that's the question I'm putting to you. Um, Yassine says, what would you prefer regarding the question of the poll? I think I'd prefer, I think I'd prefer him being allowed to, to miss both if it meant that he would be fully fit, you know, for... Um, for the games afterwards, I, I just think he's so important that maybe one game, uh, one game would be the most important thing to, to to rest and risk over potentially damaging him for a really long period of time. Uh, maybe that's the the important one. Uh, Maggi says, "Is England against Australia a friendly?" Uh, Never in cricket. I mean, in terms of in terms of uh, football, I I don't really know of any kind of uh, rivalry really between England and Australia. Uh, we play Australia on Friday. Uh, I think that should be. I don't know where that's being held actually. And then we play Italy on Tuesday, which obviously is an important game for for England's um, Euro qualifier groups. Uh, but they are top in Italy, a second uh, on seven points, as are Ukraine, as are North Macedonia, all on seven points. England will need, you'd think, to probably try and win that game, but they can do it without Bakaya Saka. So please, 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 um, please, please, please uh, do rest Bakaya Saka. Uh, Byron says, Saka needs a rest, plain and simple. We all know how tired he was towards the end of last season. Uh, Filosu says, uh, even if he plays, he can come on at half-time and still not play for England. Uh, Benj says, Tom, can we please stop the left eight gimmick for Havertz? Stick him up top and Jesus on the right and put Smith Rowe in that space and tell him to drive and track back. Simple. Uh, Ade says, Tom, even Pepe says he would rest his best players uh, and play the kids because the modern Premier League players are so overworked. Um, I do tend to agree. Uh, I think they are absolutely overworked. Dwayne says, Tom, if you could turn back time, would you let Reese go uh, and hijack the Diaby deal from Aston Villa. Would I rather have Musa Diaby than Reese Nelson? Yeah, I would. Um, I think he's obviously a more accomplished and more rounded and uh, a high level player, I think, than Reese Nelson. But it just wasn't that simple, Dwayne. <laughs> it's just, it's not the same as letting a player go and then investing 50 odd million quid in somebody. You know, it's, it's not as easy as that. Um, so sadly, I don't think that was ever a possibility. Uh, Benji says, Tom, can we think about putting Odegaard in the left centre mid row and putting someone else on the right? It might increase the creative numbers being left-footed. I mean, Havertz is left-footed, so it's not necessarily uh, changed things dramatically for that side. I think that Havertz is better on the right um, of a central attacking midfield role, but I think I'd personally play Havertz as centre-forward in, in a position or just off of the striker if I was to use Havertz in any kind of game. Uh, Amira says, Real and Bayern were two other clubs also interested in Havertz. Other than Arteta and living in London, what do you think made him choose us? Know anything about how other clubs would have used him? No, I don't, actually. It's an interesting question regarding how they might have used him differently and if the role that Arteta sold him was something that made him want to join us. 
Staying in London, obviously, is, is always a big factor for players. We don't know the specifics of why he chose, but I think staying in the Premier League, a chance maybe to try and prove himself. But I agree, we did a phone-in show last night, which you can listen and watch on YouTube only. Um, it's not available on audio platforms, but on, on YouTube, you can go back and watch that. But what I would say is that, you know, um, what I would say is that we're in a situation now with... Um, uh, we. I don't know how to rightly word this because it's so difficult with Kai Havertz to say the, the wrong thing. It's so easy to say the wrong thing with Kai Havertz these days. He is somebody that uh, sparks so much frustration from fans and so much irritation, you know, from supporters. Uh, and they want to see more. Our, our phone-in show last night, Justice talked about his frustration with the player. I really hope that we see... Um, an improvement in his attitude, not his attitude, that's the wrong word, is an improvement in his application. I think that's the right word. That's what we ultimately need to see from him in the future. Because if we don't see that, there is going to be really, really big uproar, isn't there? There's going to be massive, massive uproar um, from fans and from supporters all around the world that's never going to help him build that type of momentum that we know that we need to find in Kai Havertz. Uh, Twinney says, is it time to start a pivot of Rice and Partey and maybe shift Havertz to striker with Jesus on the left wing until Martinelli is fit? I think that uh, Partey and Rice is the midfield if they're fully fit that I would start against City. That is the way forwards. Um, I, I really would um, absolutely, absolutely be using those two. But Havertz is centre forward. Jesus, I think he's better on the right than at left. And I think maybe that is something that we need to think about with Trossard being on the left-hand side for us as well. And says, Tom, you do know that Rico Lewis is a midfielder. He is, but he's played a hell of a lot at fullback for City. Uh, and so, so that is also very much worth being aware of as well. Uh, Daniel says, when will Arteta go back to what we was doing last season? As I believe we were so much better. I, 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 what I would say about this question is, and I've talked about this at length before, so I don't want to bore everybody. Um, I I think that it's really important to um it's really important to remember what we did last season was ultimately come very close to a title and the reason why we didn't get there is because of a number of factors. I think that obviously William Saliba's injury was a really really big one and and that should come into people's minds but at the same time you need to evolve. You need to take the next step. You need to become better. If you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, it is the definition of insanity. And that does, in my opinion at least, it does need to change. It, it does need to be better. Um, so look, I, I really, really, really hope that we... I really, really hope that we do find and click in a way in which Arteta foresees us doing. I hope that Havertz changes and becomes the player that we, or rather Arteta, thinks that he can be. And I hope that we can take things to another level. It's so easy to say, you know, let's go back to do what we did last season and uh, expect expect the same, expect another title race, expect to be as good as we were because other teams are getting better. If you stay still, you will end up only moving backwards. Um, you, Nathan, says, Hey, Tom, can we make an argument that Arteta has some difficulty playing his players in their strongest positions? I mean, when there are players that aren't available, sure. Um, but I think when everybody is available, we know that we play, you know, the best possible team. You think about that team that we played against Man City, right? Think about 
the team that started that game. We had, uh, I think it was Timber at left back. I think we had White at right back, Saliba and Gabriel. Uh, Ramsdale was in goal. We had Rice and Partey, Odegaard. Havertz was up top. Saka was on the right. Martinelli was on the left. And I'd argue that besides Gabby Jesus, that's probably our best team. So when everybody was available, I think we, we played our best team in that game. And we, for the first time in a long time, didn't lose to City and ended up winning on penalties, of course. So I don't. I think when everybody's available, Arteta is in the right frame of mind to rate, to, you know, to make the right choices. I really hope that he gets it right. I really, really hope that he gets it right. Right. Uh, let's go back into the chat and go through some more of your questions. Uh, Cross Yonke says, transition sponsored by Wish. Excuse me, sir. That was one of my best. <laughs> that was one of my best. And those listening on audio platforms, you're just going to have to hop over to YouTube to have an understanding of what I am talking about. Um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, let's scroll up in the little uh, chat box so because I know I probably would have missed some questions. Uh, Daniel says, when will Arteta drop Havertz and play Smith-Rowe in that number eight position? Um, I don't know. And I'm not sure that I want that to happen. I don't know if Smith-Rowe is, is destined for that role in this system. I've gone back and forth about this over and over again. The big question mark I have over Smith-Rowe in the left eight is his defensive work rate. Does he have the defensive work rate to play that role? I don't know. I don't know if he does. Um, and that creates question marks for me. That really did, uh, really, really did give me, uh, gives me these question marks about Smith-Rowe. The player that I would, who I do think has some good defensive work rate is, um, uh, is Trossard. I like Trossard. I think that Trossard could potentially play that role. I see a lot of Santi Cazorla-esque qualities in him. And we had one of the best, you know, pivots in Coquelin and Cazorla that we've seen uh, in the modern era of Arsenal. So I would quite like to see that. Um, if you haven't dropped a like on the video, please make sure that you do. I think that was worth it, <laughs> just for a like. Uh, Daniel says, would you go back to Ramsdale as Raya looked shaky on Tuesday? And I really want to see Smith Rowe given a name in the eight. Um, again, you know, Ramsdale over Raya. Is going to continue to dominate our thoughts. I, for one, would rather, I think, have some consistency. Raya seems to be the number one in the Premier League. And so, for me, Raya starts the weekend. But I would start Ramsdale in the Champions League. I don't know why Raya needs to start both. I think they're two very good goalkeepers. I think it's a, it's really disappointing that Ramsdale has been relegated to number two so quickly. It doesn't seem like it's being picked game by game, but... Yeah, let's wait and see. Uh, Shaka says, do you think Rice will be a good number eight uh, or uh, do you think he will be better uh, or do you think he'll play as an eight like he plays the six? Um, I think we saw him play the number eight on a couple of occasions. I think that he can go forwards well. I think that when we made changes against Man United, obviously he went forwards and scored when he was in the box, but he takes shots from outside the box as well. I think that he can play the eight role very well. I think he's got great attributes going forwards as well as he has, of course, as we well know, in the other direction as well. So I think that's one to, to keep your eye on. Uh, TH is, do you want Ramsdale playing in the Prem and Raya playing in the Champions League? Uh, I think I'd swap them around. Uh, I'd play Raya in the Prem and Ramsdale in the Champions League. Uh, Bakri Lozano says, do you think Liverpool will win more 
50-50 calls and VAR will be more hesitant to decide against them. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It certainly is going to open up some very interesting avenues now, won't it? Uh, Franklin Bean says, how much has Timber's campaign ending injury cost us? Would he have provided the stability that we're lacking now with uh, Havertz? Uh, and would it be reasonable to drop 60 million Havertz until Timber is back? No on the second part. On the first part, it's been horrific for us. Losing Timber has been horrific. Um, and it really, really has damaged this season. And I'm gutted about it. I'm absolutely gutted about losing Timber. It was such an important signing and we lost it. And uh, I will certainly be pointing towards that come the end of the season as a big factor in maybe why things didn't click in the way that we wanted it to at the start. Uh, Rich says, Tom, do you think Arteta plays favourites? Both Smith Rowe and Ramsdale have, come, uh, have some cause for complaint. Meanwhile, Eddie has got arguably more playing time than he deserves. Um, I think there's players that maybe he trusts. But Smith Rowe, he renewed. Ramsdale, he signed. I, I, I don't necessarily think it's to do with favourites with those. He sees these players on the training field way more than we do. He knows who's ready over anybody else. Um, I think there is something to do with... Uh, there's something to be said about Smith Rowe's kind of the, the, the off-field stuff. Uh, regarding kind of his, his, what's the right way of putting this? Um, his mentality is not the right word. Um, his confidence, his state, his, his, you know, his, his mental state, I guess. Um, after the, there was a video that went round after the, the Bournemouth game with Smithrow looking really down, um, I assume maybe in reaction to the missed chances, but I thought he had a really good cameo in that game. I think he's really lacking something. And, you know, I don't know if that's the reason why he's not starting games or it's because he's not starting games. But, yeah, let's let's wait and see. Um, but favourites, it's difficult because then that opens up a really big kind of can of worms in itself, saying that he only plays his favourites. A lot of managers have their favourites in some ways. A lot of players have their players that they trust over anyone else. Very normal for coaches to have those. And sometimes we as fans don't agree. Um, but I just hope that we get the selection right this weekend anyway thank you ever so much everybody for listening really appreciate your time do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new uh, have a fantastic day uh, i will see you tomorrow morning once again 8am bright and early for all the latest updates around arsenal and uh yeah enjoy yourselves and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.